That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Retro Fandango episode. 194. <laughs> I thought you were doing like the Velcro fly thing. No, just keep them warm. It's getting chilly. Yeah. There's a ZZ Top song called Velcro Fly, and every time they say Velcro Fly, you hear. Do you know what Velcro is called in Japan? No. Magic tape. Rocket Sauce is here. I wonder if he knew that. I, I He's a wise know. guy. Really listen, we, listen. We did the whole time, time shift, time jump thing. I'm all mixed up. I'm oh yeah, up. Uh, fall, fall back. Is that what fall it was? Back. back, spring forward. That's right. I made a big announcement that there's a time change to 5 p.m. Eastern, but that's mm-hmm. the time that we were recording. <laughs> we go to four o'clock now, which I do prefer. I do like going at four o'clock. It is nice. I'm glad I could shift the Earth for you. Uh, but I don't even have last night. Last night, speaking of um, heavenly bodies, uh, it was a lunar eclipse. It was really neat. Did you go out and see it? I did. You look at it. You take photos. No. You can stare at a lunar eclipse. You yes. Can't stare at a solar eclipse. Fun you fact. Hmm. Well, you can it's, stare at a solar it's eclipse. Unwise. If you. Uh, yeah, if you don't care about your eyesight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do some house cleaning here. Cartridge Club is playing Spiral the Dragon this month. By the way, check out that uh, big video that Dean sent out celebrating the Cartridge Club's 100 episodes. Yes. Been and let's for- uh, also give Dean a little pat on the back for all the work he does yeah. behind the scenes. He's, he's really yeah. a bit of an unsung hero. I made sure to... Uh, Shout him out specifically, call him out mm-hmm. for all the work that he does. Because I, I really feel if he wasn't around, there there wouldn't be. He is the glue that keeps us all together, keeps us going, keeps us all. He is sticky. And as someone who got a glimpse into uh, this month's, uh, or I, last month's, the Diablo episode, <clears throat> Dean, Dean pushed <clears throat> that train. Let me just tell you, push that train. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up the hill, let me just say. Yes, Rocket Sauce says we're all in it, but we're, I think we're all following Dean. I think Dean mm-hmm. is our is the the guy. Anyways, Spire of the Dragons game that they're playing this month, and um, I haven't played it yet. I saw it went on sale on the PlayStation, so now I'm waiting for it to go sale on the on the Xbox because that's my preferred, or on PC. Give me give me one or the other. Make it go on sale on those. If you watch the Spyro cartoon, is that the same thing? I didn't even know there was a Spyro cartoon. Uh, uh, the... Oh, shoot. I hear an alarm going off. Uh-oh. Is it a fire alarm? No, it's it's Saturday here, so mm-hmm. alarm should be off so everybody can just sleep in. But I hear it going off. It's, I'm it's sure not... some... Well, you know, the thing is... Pretty much, other than me, everybody else sleeps through it anyway, so they may not even notice. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Is it your alarm? It's it's just yeah, it's my kids' alarm. They usually sleep through it. Well, you just you just reminded me of a is it uh, is it coming through the mic? I don't hear any alarm. And uh, what? No worries. All right. Uh, well, you just re- reminded me of a story about alarms. Well, let me get through this house cleaning. Remind me. Remind me to tell you about alarms in a second. Uh, RF Jen is playing Brave Fencer. Musashi. Musashi, that's what I said. And uh, Beat the Bandy this month is Wrecking Crew. I haven't played any of them. Okay, so last week, last Thursday was Remembrance Day. And uh, Sarah and I did our, we celebrated Remembrance Day by driving up to Sudbury. Because why not? Why wouldn't you do that? It's four hours away. Go for it. Um no, her uh, her aunt is uh, it's being put into a home, and her apartment needs to be uh, cleaned out because uh, she's got to be right. out by the. Well, I mean, her my my in laws think that they could just keep paying the rent at that place, but I think because she's been her aunt has been living in this apartment for so long that she has that controlled uh, rent. Oh right, so right? the. They can't raise the rent every year. Right. It's just yeah. whatever it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, she lived, she's lived in that apartment for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And the landlord has just been waiting for her to get out of this apartment because he could charge double of what he's been charging uh, her aunt for the past, you know, 20 years or so. Right. So um, they seem convinced that they could keep that going uh, after the year is up after the lease is up, but I'm like, you're going to be negotiating like a whole new lease. So you got, you guys got to be out of there. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, no, I better worry about it. Anyways, doing our part. So we had a, we get the day off at work on remembrance day. So I got that Thursday off and I took the the Friday off. So we were staying in a motel in Sudbury. And when I got to the motel, I like to have like a clock beside my, my bed, right? Like I like to look up and see the time and that, but I usually just make do with the phone beside the bed, uh, you know, because what, what else are you going to do? You're on the road. That's what you got to do. You got to put up with some inconveniences. But I get to this hotel and there, uh, they, they had a clock right beside the bed, but it, was, it wasn't plugged in. I'm like, this is awesome. I can, have a, I can be on the road and I can have a clock beside my bed. So I plug it in, put in the right time and, uh, and go to sleep. Well, that sucker <laughs> started going off at midnight because it's one of those clocks that the default uh, alarm is midnight and it just starts going off. But it's like as if somebody had pulled the buzzer out of the the thing. So it was uh, just, okay, one so of those was, old clocks. Yeah, like you know how like an old clock it would just it would start going off at, at midnight, right? Because that would be like the default time. Even though I didn't mm-hmm. set any alarm, but it had one set in there. Okay. So, so it starts going off, but like somebody had taken the buzzer out of it. And so it was only making like this, like clicking, like this click, 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 like sound, you know, I'm like, what the, what is that? What the heck is mm-hmm. that? And then I look, I'm like, oh, it must be that, that clock. It must be, you know, a clock from 30 years ago where that it does that thing. So, you know, I just, I, I hit, just start hitting buttons and it, and it turned off. All right, go back to sleep. 10 minutes later, click, 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 click. Oh, I hit the snooze. You found the, the snooze. snooze. So then I, I, I grab a hold of the clock and I'm feeling around at the buttons. I 
you know, I know the big button's the snooze button, so I'm not pressing that one. So I hit the I hit the first button, nothing happens. I hit the second button, nothing happens. I hit the third button, it goes off. I'm like, all right, I must have got it. I go back to sleep. Ten minutes later, I'm like, what is going on with this thing? So I get up and just rip the thing out of the wall. Like it was when I first got there, and now I know why it was it was unplugged. Mm-hmm. And then on, to top it all off, I forgot to turn off the alarm on my phone that goes off at 4.30 to wake me up to go to work. <laughs> and so that was like three times I got up because it was a stupid alarm. Good times. There I'm you go. Sure that's, my, right. that's my alarm story. All right. Speaking of alarms, the, uh, the one in the other room is still going off. Let me go hit it real quick. All right. Go hit it. I'll be right back. I'm always impressed with people who can sleep through alarms. I'm never able to sleep through. I've never slept through an alarm once. I've woken up before an alarm has gone off. Now I can hear that alarm. Like an alarm like that, there's no way I'd be able to sleep through that. I would be up. I don't know if I'm a light sleeper. But I can't do it. I hear alarms. Any sort of alarm. Car backing, uh, one of those trucks backing up outside. That'll wake me up. Oh, I wonder if did Richard take the microphone with him. Are we in the? Uh, I think we're in the room with him. Oh, what was going on there? I wasn't wearing any pants. So oh, just, <laughs> so why did you turn off the camera? That's, that's... I don't know. Common courtesy. And you know, see my butt waving by the uh, camera. Well. You never know. That might have might have helped us. As I predicted, still asleep. Nobody noticed it but me. I, I've never slept through an alarm once. I can't do it. It's pretty tough for me. You know, I I I, I do that thing where um, I stagger the alarms. I just set a bunch of them, you know, like, and they're all different alarms. Like, if I'm supposed to wake up at a certain time, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes before, 25 minutes before. So I've got a variety of alarms. So I can detect what time it is based on what alarm is going off. Oh. Uh, like, oh, okay, it's this alarm. That means I slept a little too long. So I, I, I'm conditioned to hear these things. My kids, though, they, oh, man, they don't care. I wish. I wish I could. I wish I could sleep that deeply, that soundly. But it never, never happens. Maybe you're sleeping with your bum hanging out. And you're not getting a quality rest. Look at this. Bill making fun of our show saying we're the alarm talk podcast. But hey, at least we're talking You're listening about, to it. We're talking about something. At least we're doing an episode. Eddie, uh, what do you want to talk about? What's your thing? I don't know. I'm, I'm just finally feeling like loose and awake here. It's because that alarm went off. It woke you up. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? I just... um. I ordered a copy of the um, Three Flavors Cornetto. The um, that's what they call the the uh, Edgar Wright Simon Pegg movies. Oh, is it John of the? Yeah, they they call okay. because they reference that Cornetto thing in okay. every one of the movies. And okay. I, I I don't know if there's one that actually has three flavors mixed or if that's just what they call it. There's even a notebook I saw. When I was looking it up, and it's like a notebook with that ice cream cone on it, and it's got like three different colors. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's a British thing. We need. Where's Toku Joe when you need him? 
So what what are the three movies? It's Shaun of the Dead, Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. World's End. I still haven't yeah, seen that one. It's good. That's right here. I still haven't seen that one. I saw Paul. You, That's the one I watched. That's I absolutely one. like it. I but I didn't have copies of them, so I just ordered it, and I was excited because it's a uh, it's a British import. Mm, which means it be... was it was way cheaper than the Japanese version. Is it uh, region free? You'll be able to play I hope it. So. Okay. I sure hope so. Okay. I have a UK copy of the Lethal Weapon collection, and that works. Well, some are. I know free. some some are and some aren't, but yeah. uh, I was willing to take the risk. Look right. at my zipper to go. There you go. Double zipped. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're secure now. You're not wearing pants, but you got you're double zipped up there. Well, you gotta stay extra warm on top. I see. To compensate for the bottom. That's one thing I've never understood too. I can't understand people sleeping through alarms, and I can't understand the the guys that walk around with big heavy coats throughout the winter, but shorts and shorts and shorts. <laughs> they got like you know thing the toque the gloves everything walking around mm. in the snow, shorts. Gotta stay loose. I guess. Yeah. I just freezing. Ugh. Uh, I don't get. It. I mean, it's not as cold here, but what are you gonna do? People are people. They are. Ah, uh, what did I put in the outline here? You put stuff in there. Oh gosh! Yesterday, I called the U.S. Embassy. My did kids have... have to uh, have their passports renewed. Oh yeah. So you gotta go to the embassy. And you gotta, um, you know, fill out a bunch of forms and go through a big hassle. Uh, in order to get there, you got to first make an appointment. Make an appointment system where you're not allowed to call them up. You just go to the, the online website and it shows you a little calendar. It shows you what dates are available. And I was looking, I saw one date in December, but it was only one appointment. And I have two kids. And the way they work it there, they say you're only allowed to make one appointment per transaction issue whatever whatever they call it so uh i i figured all right well let me reserve the appointment and then i will call them and see if it's possible to bring both my kids and have both things done at that same time um and if it can't be done then i could just uh cancel the appointment so i figured they're, they're probably going to make me look through this online FAQ, all the things, because customer service is quickly being extinguished. You know, you got to do all the work yourself. Go on the website, look all these things up. But I figure, ah, let me just call them. Let's see what happens. So I find the telephone number, and the first thing that comes up is it says, if this is an emergency or if you would like to speak to a representative, Press zero now. Oh, well, I want to speak to a representative. I don't want to go through that whole, if, if this is your case, press one. If this is your no. case, press two. Press that zero button. And it's ringing. And I'm expecting it to ring for quite a bit. But after just uh, two, three rings, somebody picks up. Says, How can I help you? U.S. Embassy. It's like, oh, great. You know what? I made an appointment uh, for this day, and I'm just curious if I can bring both my kids to have both their passports done at the same time. Took me just about that amount of time to say that, too. And immediately, the response I get is, oh, 
Um, I think that information is on the FAQ on our website. And in fact, we only accept calls uh, with these kind of questions uh, from 10 o'clock to, no, 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 she didn't even say this. I'm sorry, she didn't even say this. She said, I think that information is on our website and we only accept calls at certain times for these kind of questions. Hang on a second. Immediately pushes a button that disconnects our call and then has a recording playing. If you would like to call the embassy oh and ask a question, please call back on Monday from 10 to 12 or Thursday from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. And it just repeats this message over and over. I had a living person on the other end of the line. I asked her that quick question. Can I bring both my kids? All I needed was a yes or a no. And I couldn't even get that. They are so unwilling to help you. Even if you're like face-to-face -face or, or like directly talking at the moment. And she sent me to go, go do it yourself or call back at another time because I refuse to answer that question at this time. I can't believe it. It's, it's every time I've needed some help from the embassy, I always got to go and jump through so many hoops. It's ridiculous. And it, by the way, the information was not on the FAQ. I have to wait until Monday. Hmm. You should record that, make a YouTube video out of it. Uh, you know, I really want to complain because I, for the life of me, I can't figure out what they do there. I know they process passports and they issue birth certificates for, you know, when your kids are born in another country. I don't know what else they do. But it's like, whatever, whatever. I don't know why they are so busy, quote unquote busy, or if they're just not there, not doing anything. The, the only thing I could think of is that maybe she didn't have the answer and she would have had. No, 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 no. I, I, well, here's the thing. They have their, um, they call them officers. I don't know what they're officers of, but they're the, they're the. They're the officers. You have to speak to the officer when you call. And a lot of the other people there are just um, like Japanese citizen workers that work in the office. And I kind of get the feeling that the officers are not there all the time. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. All I know is it's really annoying. Yeah, it sounds it. That's it. Mm. Yep. Government yep. bureaucracy. Yep. Isn't it great? And then when you go there, you got to go through metal detectors, and then they, they lock you in a little room. that you They really do lock you in. Like, you cannot just push the door open and leave. Everything is all controlled, and, and you got to bring all these papers, and you got to bring all these envelopes, and you can pass everything through the little window under the thing. And... <laughs> yeah, government really doesn't... Uh put customer service ahead of no pretty much anything <laughs> you know they just don't it's like that everywhere you know I don't oh, okay we got the llama it's in quality customer <laughs> disservice oh snap and making Sauce, fun of my country Sauce thinks he's the law that's good I'm the law. have you watched yeah. that uh, recently that, uh, the Stallone one? Yeah, yeah. No, I we're tried in, a few years ago, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it through. We're in agreement though that the newer one's much better than that. 
I just watched that one like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's good times. Great. Good times. Um, Do you have a busy life? Oh, well, I kind of talked about it already. Oh, that was was, uh... it. Yeah. So, like, I just spent all last weekend. So, what did uh, you do at the apartment? You had to, like, clean out furniture or something? Or... There, the furniture is still there for the most part. It was all like, you know, putting her kitchen. So everything got left to, so her, she, she was put into a home. It's kind of weird um, because she, I, I don't, she is in a situation where she's in, she's has to go into um, what they call assisted living, assisted living. Right. So where she's going, she can take some furniture and some things, but she doesn't need like all the stuff in her kitchen and all the stuff in her bathroom and all that. They take care of all that stuff there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird situation where it's almost like as if the person is dead, but they're still here, you know, like, you- yeah, that's kind of the, it, at least when you mention that, like cleaning out her apartment, it just triggered flashback memories to when I like cleaned out my dad's place after he died. Yeah. And it's just, yeah that kind of whole vibe of you're going through people's stuff and yeah like is this important does this have any emotional value to them yeah he's like Like "Ah, we we just gotta get rid of it all we had to take uh you know take out the will to see you know what goes to who and all that stuff because there was she did have some uh items that were i guess in dispute or something you know just a few things it wasn't anything crazy though Mm. pretty much everything went to Sarah and her sister, and they all they just agreed on pretty much everything. And well, that but, that's fortunate. It's always nice when the family is not petty about these things. There's just no point, right? Like yeah. I, at the end of the day, anything that it's there, like are you really going to get into a big fight over, you know, a stupid watch or something like that? Just go on eBay, yeah. buy another one, and it and make the problem goes away. You know, whatever the heck it is, you know. Um, so. Uh, yeah, like we had to, uh, so you know, like her kitchen had to be all packed up in that because her sister took most of you know the stuff from the kitchen, and that, that all takes time, right? You know, doing all mm-hmm. that that stuff. So it took like you know two full days to go through all that that stuff. So yeah. I haven't. Um, so if I've been a little aloof lately to to the people on the internet, uh, that's why I've been busy. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, life. Yeah, life gets in the way, you know. You can't do the fun stuff. <laughs> fun stuff like Horizon 5 is Forza Horizon. Forza <laughs> Horizon 5 is. It's it is. It's out now. It is. It's an is. It was a uh, coming, but now it is. It's an is. Okay. So yeah, I still I still find time to play some games. You know, you're not I'm not that busy. Uh, so I still find time to play games and to uh, watch some movies. And that's, that's what we're going to talk about. Mm. Uh, so for Horizon, Forza Horizon 5 is, Forza. Uh, Forza is Forza. all what it's cracked up to be. Believe all the hype. Go in and play it. It's good times. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I've enjoyed the, the other games in the series. And one thing, it is, it is a little creepy, though, at times because it kind of collects there's you know we're in the fifth game now and throughout all the games it's been kind of collecting your your stats and your data in the, in the game so uh when you go into to play this one like for instance like there's a thing where 
you know, in, in most of the games, you, there's this thing where you race a train, right? And uh, they all the games kind of take they take place in a different area. Like three was in Australia, four was in the UK, and this one is in Mexico. And uh, so, you know, you're, you're getting ready to race a train, and uh, the announcer comes on, and it calls you by your name, too, which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. It always says, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how's it going, Kevin? Uh, how many names do they have programmed in? They got a lot in there. <laughs> and it sounds pretty natural, too. It's not, like, you know, stilted or anything. It's kind of creepy. Wow, that but, voice actor must have hated that day. <laughs> but uh, then, like, they they took it a step further with it collecting your stats. And um, it said, what did it say today? It was, so I had to race a train. And the game was like, hey, Kevin, I know you raced a train before in Australia and then again in the U.K., but this time the dri- the driver is really crazy, and it's weird because it's kind of it's going through your history of the the Forza series, and it, and it knows it. it's it's almost like that, you know that uh, what was that um, character in uh, Metal Gear Solid? Psychomantis. Like, I was thinking yeah, the same thing. Where it starts reading your memory card, but this yeah, is yeah, really because yeah. it's going back in your history like a few years, you know, and it just kind of kind of freaks you out, but. It's a good time. It's really good. Toku Joe, there he is. Hey, what did you had a you had a uh, question for him? What the heck was I? It? I don't remember. Can't <laughs> even remember. <laughs> it was something about your native land, Toku Joe. Yeah, something that you expertise. I'm gonna open up a. Oh, what you cracking there? Just a boobly. 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 What, what what is a boobly? It's a boobly. What's a it's boobly? It's uh, uh, carbonated uh, water. Oh, like a seltzer. Yeah. All right. But with a uh, little bit of lime. Oh, fancy. Yeah. If I get bottled water, I get it from uh, Germany. I get this one Gittelsteiner that they sell here. Really? Yeah, it's nice and hard. Hard. Man, well, like you sip it and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. It's <laughs> powerful. Well, that this was my um, my sister-in-law's uh, boobly. Nobody up there in Sudbury liked it. So we took a, they had bought a case and we took it home. So we like car, uh, carbonated water. You know. And carbonated then, uh, water and 8 a.m. bedtimes. Cherry oh, boobly? Yeah, I screwed it up. Cherry booble. I, I don't know if I could do cherry. I don't know if I could do cherry. There's blackberry. I tried that one. That one's really good. I like that one. But uh, I'll take lime for free. The cherry always uh, reminds me of uh, cough syrup. Too much, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like cherry. Like, I like cherries, but cherry flavoring, just, it's cough syrup. Everything tastes like cough syrup. I'm the same. Uh, yeah, all those flavorings, they never sit well. Yeah. Give me a, just straight water. And then lemon, uh, too. What I do I need like flavor it. in my water? Lemon, I, like, I understand, because lemon is like a medicinal thing. You know? Right. I put but lemon it, in my water when I legitimately have a sore throat. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if, if, like, and I like lemon pie, and I like lemonade, but if someone, like, you know, here's a lemon candy, and I'm not like uh, I'm feeling fine. Like it just reminds me of being sick. I don't. I That's don't like want. a throat lozenge. Yeah, yeah I don't want. I, I don't want that. That's just me. And then uh, everyone's been asking me about Diablo too. They want to 
get a Diablo 2 update. So um, here's your update for everyone who's been asking me. Uh, I have gone back in and I've played the game and uh, the game hasn't been crashing on me. Some, they, I guess they did some update uh, to it. So I've been having some good times with it. I'm almost finished it. Uh, and I'm going to, I plan on going through again and playing on hard because apparently playing on easy or normal is not the way to play it. You have to play it on hard according to. If you want to be a real gamer. According to uh, the podcast that I was on, the Cartridge Club podcast, they say you must play on hard if you want to beat the game. So, mm-hmm. so I will do it. Um, but uh, you know, just the Forza Five is uh, is taking the, up the time. Mm-hmm. But I'll get there. Shall I address this? What's this? Uh, Lemon in his room temperature water. A box. E, e? Uh, water, water is water. Uh, if you're putting lemon in there, it's got to be boiled water. It's the whole purpose. Hot lemon. Hot lemon. I see. I don't mind lemon. a little bit. Like if I you see. took, if you took like a slice of lemon, you know, and put that in regular water. I know okay. people do that at uh, at uh, you know, fancier restaurants. They yeah. come around with that little. That doesn't bother jugs. me. It's just it's the lemon lemon flavoring, like uh, you know, like a lemon candy. Right, artificial lemon flavoring. Yeah, I don't. Or want even it. if it is some sort of natural flavoring, it just yeah, it doesn't that same. Yeah. Yeah. Either either let it be the thing that has the flavor. You know, put a cherry in there or a lemon in there, or just right. let it be water. Right. Gotcha. Oh man, I am so ready for these old man arguments. <laughs> just gonna shake my fist to no end. Oh man, yeah. That's uh, why well, I, I uh, when I went up to Sudbury, I talked to my buddy Frank, who you know we've been friends since uh, elementary school days, and mm-hmm. uh, all we talked about was aches and pains and. <laughs> <laughs> and my progressive uh, lenses and my glasses and Ooh, progressives. all that stuff. And I'm like, man, when did we turn into such old men? <laughs> like, but it was, I, I brought him, he's been like, we used to collect comic books when we were kids and um, he's gotten way back into it. And I had it like when I saw him on social media, getting back into comic books, I had like just boxes of them. And I'm like, I'm, I'm next time I see him, I'm just going to dump these all at his place because it's way too much, way too much in there. So I've clear out myself a nice space because I had like when I moved from uh, our house from from Barrie to here in Stouffville in 2006, I brought all those comic books over here and I haven't looked at them once. So there I drop them, so I drop them off at his place. Uh, you know, I, I I got to his place one morning and. You know, we chatted and dropped off all those comic books. And then uh, as I was heading back to Sarah's aunt, I'm like walking into the building and he's he's texting me. And <laughs> apparently in there, I had a copy of The Walking Dead 1. Like the very first. I saw him post that, yes. Yeah, first printing of the first issue of The Walking Dead 1, mm-hmm. which apparently goes for anywhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars. Get out of here that much. If you go and you get it graded and it gets mm-hmm. a high enough grading, 
mm-hmm. uh, like a 9.8 or something like that. Like the last one, there was a 9.8 and it sold for $10,000 American, mm-hmm. which, you know, is like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 Canadian. So, mm-hmm. so I said, thank you for, for texting me and letting me know this. <laughs> And then, of course, he uh, returned it, saying, I, I can't possibly accept something. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. But here's the thing. A lot of the comic books in there, in that collection, he bought. He bought them. And stuff. He, there was stuff that he gave me, stuff mm-hmm. that uh, he would, like, he, he would do this all the time. He would just, like, show show up. Like, we hadn't seen each other for four or five weeks. And he would show up with, like, five weeks worth of comic books for me to read. Like he was just like, here you go. Here's all these conquests. Like, so I'm not even sure if if I bought it or if he bought it. So the way I look at it is, he possibly bought it, and then I just stored it for like 20 mm-hmm. years or whatever. So we're just going to split mm-hmm. split it 50 yeah, 50. Which honestly, like if like if I would have done that, like if I would have sat here and gone through them and saw that there, I would have I would have done the same thing too. Mm-hmm. What's this? In comics, Kevin's barely legal stash of mags. Oh, that's Paul Giamatti's magazine of choice. Barely it's from, legal, eh? It's from the Sideways movie. That's right, yeah. Barely legal. Hey, Melissa's here. I guess that's why uh, Bill got all trashy. Stop, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Melissa. He went right for Oh, man. Right, comic books. About- you know, there were like two eras of comic books for me. When I was a kid, I used to go to the, um, you know, the, the newspaper stand and they'd have that little spin rack of comics, just all loosey goosey on there. You yeah. just pull them out. Like, hey, all right, Spider-Man, I'll read this. Go back up six months later, grab a completely different one, no connection to the story, whatever. And I would just yeah. go through those and look through them and check out the artwork and try to draw the pictures and read the story again, check out the advertisements. They get all banged up and wrinkled and torn and stuff. Then I started going to comic book shops and this is many years later. And that's when they were sold in the little in the bags, cardboard and the, the plastic yep. bags. Yep. And then you very carefully take it off and slip it out. Make sure your hands are clean and dry. And then you read through it once and then you place it back in there and you never look at it again. And that's, yeah, I had a couple of those long boxes of comics too. And they just sat there. It doesn't compare to when I was a kid and I just grabbed Spider-Man off the spin rack. and Enjoy looking at the thing instead of, because then it was like, I'm purchasing this, but I must protect it as an investment for the rest of my life. And, And eventually I got rid of them all too, because I don't care about safeguarding these comic books. And I absolutely would have sold them if I knew they were worth fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, I what are they? Oh, they're in the box there. There, it's funny because you mentioned that, and I got I like all those comic books that I bought. I don't know twenty years ago, whatever. I I, I gave back to them, but I I did keep the stuff that I had when I was a kid, like the Spider Man comics that. You, I would get at the gas station. Like he had so many Phillips, and then you could you'd get a comic book. You know, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like it, like there was like certain there was like certain things that my parents could get, like uh, I don't know, glasses, like drinking glasses or whatever. And 
I would bug them to get the Spider-Man comics, but they kind of annoyed me, right? Because you'd read them and they'd be like, they'd refer to things in other comic books that you you didn't have, you know, like yeah, read a- episode Asterisk, Fantastic yeah. Four twenty seven, right. yeah, yeah two hundred and thirteen. I'm like, what? Come on, they just give me a contained story in this one. Yeah, well, that's why I like they they sell the the trade paperbacks. You know, you can just get the whole collection, the whole story in one. If you really want to read it, read it. Yeah, I, I I really wish I could shut off that part of my brain that wants to ev- evaluate like the value of something, and you're always thinking about, oh, what does this cost? You know, how do I protect this? How do I preserve it? When I was a kid, an object was just an object. A toy was a toy. You take the GI Joe, you go outside, you rub it in the dirt, you have fun with it. Now it's ah, you gotta keep it clean. You gotta make sure you <laughs> keep all the accessories. And so I can't turn that part of my brain off. I just want something to be a thing right yeah yeah well i don't know as a kid like when i when i was really young i was pretty rough not i wouldn't say rough with my toys but like you know they all had like like all my he-men had bite marks in them and that because my sister would (laughs) chew on them and stuff like that but then when i got you know and i got a little older i would make sure that she wouldn't like i had like he-men that i wouldn't let her touch right because i knew that she would just start yeah, you, you protect them, sure, but yeah. you, you still play with them, you know. Oh, if absolutely. The paint, if the paint chipped a little bit on He-Man's boot, you're like, ah, oh, well, it yeah. happens. It's, it's a shame, but it happens. Yeah. All, yeah, all my uh, dinky cars, as we called them here in Canada, they were all, you know, had chip paint and stuff like that. Hmm. Because you were using them. You're playing with them in the dirt and stuff. Yeah, and then when you look at it, you think about the memory rather than just this hunk of plastic. That's probably why. That's all it is now. They're just hunks of plastic now. Expensive plastic. By the way, I went into uh, the toy department in Walmart the other day because Sarah's Sarah's big into puzzles now, and she's looking at like jigsaw puzzles. So I got to walk through the toys because they put the jigsaw puzzles in the back. Mm -hmm. And I walked down this one aisle, and I swear to God, I had to double check and make sure it was 2021 because I walk in, and to my left was Optimus Prime Transformer. And then I look over to the right and it was all real Ghostbusters. Like, I guess they reissued nice. real Ghostbusters. And then yes, as I walk, yeah. walk a little further, it was all the, the, the new He-Man that looks mm-hmm. like the old He-Man, the retro He-Man. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? This is, this is my toy aisle. <laughs> like, who are, who's buying these toys? Is it little kids or is it people my age? The thing is, it's, they've taken the toys like, like He-Man was early 80s. I mean, you yep. got like Transformers and then you got like Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles and stuff. They've taken like an entire decade worth of toys and like re-released them at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. I no, I like, still haven't experienced the, uh, this because they don't have the same selection here. But, uh, but where are the toys yeah. for the, the new kids? Are they just not interested in it? They're not buying toys it? Toys are or... for adults. New kids, they play with Legos and uh, video games. That's it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Else. I'm sure there's some uh, TV show that has merchandise out now, but yeah, uh, there it, it is the absolute truth. All these toys are for adults, the collectors. Uh, I mean, some kids they get they're they're conditioned by their parents. Like you better buy this, you better take care of it. I'm gonna let you put it in your room, but you don't put a scratch on it. Like I, I admit, I was tempted because they had uh, Ram Man there for five dollars off. Regular Ooh, 25 Ram-Man. Canadian, and it was down to 20 Canadian. And it's like, uh, that was one of the, the, the 
He-Man figure that I wanted when I was a kid. But like, you know, like you have to get in that window, right? Like if you didn't get Ram Man at the at when he was available and then he wasn't available and they, they would move on with the toy line and they would come up with like new toys. But the thing is on the cartoon, Ram Man was on the cartoon all the time. So I missed out on getting Ram Man. I was so jealous of anyone who had it. And then I was like, here wow. it is. I can get Ram Man for, for 20 bucks. But then Sarah's like, you're, you don't need that. I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. I probably don't need that. The voice of reason. You know what? I did have Ram Man as a kid. And yeah. if I still had him, I'd give him to you because that figure sucked. <laughs> well, the, I, I remember like half the time, like half the people who had it, the spring in his legs were broken. And he probably like, it just I mean, he was all the other figures had the arm leg articulation. They were all the yeah. same mold. But then yeah. Ram Man was this big, blocky mess. Like, sure, you can make him shoot at somebody, but. Even without the spring, you could, you know, just smash his head in somebody. Yeah, he uh, I, he was really probably the, like the only character that was different, that like, didn't have that same that mold. Yeah, there might have been one or two others, but basically they had that all. They all had that stock yeah. body type. Yeah. Orko, Ramman. Orko uh, was different. Mech Mechanek, the guy with the the eyeballs. I, no, Mechanek had the neck. That's oh, that's right. Mechanic. No, who's the guy? Mantra. Was it Mantra? Mantra? The Hordak guy. That had the, uh, I don't know anything about the Shira. He had ones. the eyeballs and the big ears. I, I, I had many I had many faces. Many faces? Many faces? Mechanic? Uh, uh, Sauce had... He just wants to get all into the dirty stuff. I don't know what's going on here. He's talking about flashlights and, and adult toys. You know, wherever his brain goes. And the llama here says, uh, "My Minecraft and Roblox. Those are Roblox? the big games, right? Yeah, I think my one of my nephews plays that at Roblox. I think it's like a building game, kind of like Minecraft. Sure. I don't know. I'm out of touch with the toys of the youngsters. <laughs> Retro Fandango AD? RFAD? <laughs> what is it? I think a Retro Fandango Adult. <laughs> I don't know. What's RFAD stand for? I don't know. Uh, Melissa knows the dirty stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Huh. You want to talk about some DVDs? Oh, yeah. Since it was such a big hit last time. Why not? I figured I would share. My, I got my some new, DVDs here to talk about, too. So my new acquisitions. Um. Last time on Retro Fandango, I talked about all my, my Resident Evil DVDs. Yeah. And and I did uh, pick up a few things. I got a, a copy of the uh, Biohazard, the original, on DVD. Nice. Because I really I really like this box. I think I think it's really neat. It's really neat. And I even like the lettering of Biohazard on the side. Now this isn't exclusive to our, our YouTube watchers. Sorry, people who are listening. Um, I also Retro mentioned how... There we go. Hmm? Retro Fandango After Dark. After Dark. After Dark. Is that, a, is that an adult thing? Yeah. That's a, yeah. Anyway, I suppose. After Dark. I suppose, well, Bill knows what that is, apparently. Listen. 
uh, it wasn't us. It was the chat that got all down and dirty. Yeah. We, we say clean and pure. We were talking about Roblox. Right. E-mans. Yeah. And Resident Evils. See, this is the one I had that has the two sides. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I got another one so I can put it like that. <laughs> so, yeah. These are like, like a dollar, right? These? These, the, it, it was uh, maybe like two or three dollars. Yeah. Right. So, but see, I can do the. You ever see those toys where they had the Anakin Skywalker and the Obi Wan, where you could have them fighting, or you could like turn them and make it look like they were back to back. So I, I can have them, them shooting at each other, oh, or I, I could have them, you know, right. having a stand like defending, right, and working together. Right. So I'd go with working together. Maybe personally, personally. The one I was really looking for was this one, uh, three, in which has the cardboard case. Very important the mm -hmm. cardboard case, yeah. and you can't really tell, but it's a very reflective, like the the light plays with the the, the light behind, mm -hmm. and all of these uh, clouds and and things down here, it's all textured to feel like sand because oh. they oh. were in the desert in this one. That's neat. And and then actually, if you open it up, the the cover on the inside is very different. And the uh, the second disc is hologrammy. It, it really doesn't play well on the computer, but it's it's very shiny and looks cool. Hmm. And I know these movies are garbage. In case anybody wants to point that out, I'm surprised it hasn't been said already. Yeah, I know they're garbage. The, unfortunately, it's only one, two, and three that seem to have those really cool cardboard sleeves. Because once you get to like four. It's just regular, mm. you know, DVD case, and eh, it doesn't look cool. And this one was actually just one dollar, one dollar and ten cents. Um, but yeah, I still don't have five or six on DVD, so that's my it's my goal in life. Get those. Mm -hmm. That was it for the DVDs. That's it. That's it. I did um, pick up a copy of Ed Wood. But I don't see it. I think it's way up on the top shelf. Did you watch it? I did. I was going to mention that later on. Okay. I'll talk about it now. I had never seen Ed Wood. I had seen a lot of the other Tim Burton movies. And, you know, I got the ones I really like from the, the 80s. You know, the, the Batman, the Beetlejuice, and Pee Wee and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's the couple that are kind of like so, so like. I like the first half of Edward Scissorhands, and then it just like jumps off a cliff. Yeah. Um, Mars Attacks is like eh, kind yeah. of fun, but super CG overload. And then like anything after that, all those Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Alice in Wonderland, I forget it. No interest. Did so he I heard good. Oh, uh, Big Fish. Did he do that one? Was that him? He did. I thought that one was okay, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I've never seen it. So. It was okay from what I remember. I, I I should watch that one again. Yeah, I should. And he did the Planet of the Apes remake. No, oh, yeah. Like that. That anyway, I had never seen Ed Wood. I heard good things about it. I know it got like the two big thumbs up and all that. So uh, I saw a copy. I was like, all right. Fine, let me watch that. It was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. That that was like I was so happy to find another Tim Burton movie that I really liked. 
Um, just overall, very entertaining, very well done. It's not overboard with the, the Tim Burton visuals, uh, but, it, but it still has a little bit of his, you know, his input there. Kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got a little bit of his style without b- looking like Beetlejuice, you know. Mm-hmm. And boy, Martin Landau as Bela Lugosi. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Howard Stern would play uh, those clips uh, like as soon as he moved over to uh, Sirius and could play those clips uncensored. Oh, right, right, right. They got mm-hmm. a lot of play, a lot of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it it really hit me like when uh, you you get the call and you just hear Eddie, help me, and I was like, oh no, Bella. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in a very long time, like since the VHS days. Um, oh, but I, I would like to watch it again. Have you ever you seen know, like a uh, an Ed Wood movie, like a proper Ed Wood film? I've not. I, I know of them, the Plan Nine from Outer Space and Glenn or Glenda and stuff. I had heard about all these things, you know, years and years ago, but I never brought myself to watch them because I heard, even though they're kind of laughably bad, that they're also just really slow. Hmm. I've, just, I've, I've never, never seen one. Time to watch one. I've never watched one. So, hey, we got Dean here now too. Jeez. Hey, Look Dino. Well, I wanted to. Uh, bring up a few uh dvds here from some are from the collection and some are newly acquired dvds um, you say yeah well uh you're still well, slumming there well you'll see well yeah i do i do still get some some DVDs. how often do you pull a 4k release into your house well i could tell you exactly how often if i go and look on my list uh but i would it. yeah like my my i keep track of everything right all the movies oh. i watch Oh, okay, this. watch. You know this. No, I thought you meant buying. I thought you you were into Eric territory of I purchased this on this day. And no, no, cost no. Me this. Uh, I do that for the music collection, uh, but not the the movie collection. Okay. Um, but here here's here's always my my thing. So, uh, on uh, Amazon, I got myself the Vertigo in 4K. Ooh, okay. Came on sale for it was. 15 or $20. I can't remember which, but you know, this one usually goes for a little bit more, um, but I never got it on Blu-ray. So I was like, good idea to get it on 4k. But then what do I do with the, with the DVD? Cause I kind of like, <laughs> I like kind of like the DVD as well. Right. Ah, that, that's yeah. There are plenty of movies. I've been, as I upgrade, I find that there's some DVDs I got to hang on to. Yeah. Just Cause they're really, really cool. Yeah. So, like, for instance, like we, I got, we found seven, movie seven. It's one of Sarah's favorite movies. We found that. I've never seen the, that. Is it really as good as people say? It's. I guess it's polarizing now. At one point, it was like pretty much everyone's, you know, said, "Yeah, that that was a good movie." Now everyone is kind of like up in the air with it. But anyways, got, found it on Blu-ray. I forgot to pull the Blu-ray, but it's just a regular looking Blu-ray that uh, you know we found it used or whatever. It's one of her favorites. But then. What do we do with like this, you know, this DVD edition where it pulls out and you got the the seven book. So the, the guy in seven would keep like all of his craziness in like a book like this. And oh, the spiral right in I, I don't have seven, but I have actual composition notebooks that look <laughs> well, there like you that. Go. This is uh there you go. Oh, gosh, when is this from? 
I don't know what's in here. I can't even read my own writing. What do the pages look like? Do the pages look like that in the inside? That's oh, what there's the... no blood, but no, they look like mm. well, they put all like like he typed it or something in there. I don't my know. My composition notebook. I used to get these in elementary school. Anyway, it's a really cool set. So like what do you do with it? You gotta you gotta keep that. Yeah, not to interrupt two... your your DVD show in time, but let, for example, like this copy of Alien. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get rid of this because it's in a really cool box. Yeah. Ultimate edition. Mm-hmm. Right. And it like folds out and it does all those pictures and it's got like yeah. really neat uh, images and stuff on there. I can't get rid of that. No, you got to keep that. Huh. You got to keep that. Well, and then when I was, when I was out uh, thrifting one day, I showed this on Bill's show, but it's, it's so good. You got to show it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this, Roger Rabbit Ooh. on DVD. And at first I was like, Roger Rabbit on DVD, I don't really need that. But then I flipped over the back and I saw all those extras. I'm like, all well, the extras, you know, that it, that copy, I tried to get that years ago and it was like really high price. Lots. <clears> yeah. <throat> and, you know, you find it out there for like two or, yeah, this might have been $3. But I'm like, I don't know. It's it's on DVD. And then I open it up and it's the, the dossier from Aww. Roger Rabbit. So I got, well, that's pretty cool. And then I open it up even further and the discs on it are like oh, fil- film reels. So. Oh, gotta, and you got a uh, then you get, little autograph picture of Jessica Rabbit there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Her. And you get, mm-hmm. you get Roger. Roger Rabbit. And then I don't know what the heck that is. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. DVD packaging, you know, is is unparalleled. I haven't seen a Blu-ray yet that that makes me uh, go nuts over the packaging. Oh, and then uh, this still has a five-dollar coupon. Save five dollars. Uh, current owners of previously released Who Framed Roger Rabbit on DVD or video. I see. So if you have, if you had the old DVD, you can send, I guess, that in. And get five dollars off the new DVD. Hmm. Well, you got to keep all that, right? Yep. So. Oh, and then okay, so they also have like Blu-ray or Blu-ray uh, DVDs. They just sell them cheap at Walmart, five bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched it uh, not too long ago, and then uh, this is when they had all their Halloween stuff out. They had just like a big been a five dollar horror dvds in there and in there i found i found the stand i said well the i enjoyed TV the TV movie right yeah yeah i enjoyed the you know i enjoyed the it might as well give the stand a shot and usually is that the uh, one that has bill faber faber i can't say his name i don't know who the heck oh yeah i think so he was the big guy on coach yeah 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 dauber is that his name yeah i think dauber's in this Anyways, He's also this, the voice of Patrick. On you only get like, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, those cheapo DVDs. Right. Usually that's what you get. But then I saw. Now, this is for $5. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to buy it. But I saw I saw the Evil Dead there. The first Evil hey. Dead. Yeah. And this felt, it felt like there was a lot of weight to this thing for 5 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I flip over the back. And it's got three discs in there. Three DVDs. Mm-hmm. But this still felt like. There's still a lot of weight there for three DVDs. There's a lot of stuff in there. You got so some paper. I, I buy this thing. I get it home. 
I open it up, and there's a freaking two-sided poster. Whoa. Like, this thing is worth the $5 alone. I'd pay $5 for this. You got two-sided. So you got that sign. Yes. With the, the sign. And then you got mm -hmm. that sign. Well, what's the, the difference? Sign. Well, one is like this. That's, that's side one. Uh -huh. And then the other one's like this. That's side two. See? It's, a, it's what we call in the business a variation. Okay. Variation. I guess I guess the big thing is that there's like a cross in there. Maybe. Oh, I, I couldn't see the cross. I see Maybe. that the, the text is a little different. One smaller on one side. And then there's a, a pull quote. The producers oh. recommend that no one under 17 be allowed to see the evil dead. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, yeah. So there you go. And yeah, it's like three discs worth of uh, stuff in there. So no. let me ask you, let me ask you, okay. all the extra discs, all the extra content, how likely is it that you're going to get in there and watch some of that? I, I, I probably will. Like for a movie like this, you know, with all the, you know, because I, I, I know that Bruce Campbell and, and Sam Raimi, they go like way into how movies are made and that. I find they, those guys interesting. They do have good commentary. Yeah. So... You know, normal like if if we're talking about uh, like like for instance the the uh, Resident Evil movies commentary probably not going to happen. But for there's a lot like this, of extra stuff in these. These are the deluxe editions, and yeah. I think it was I think it was part two. It said like deleted scenes. I'm pretty sure there's like 20 deleted scenes. It's <laughs> a lot. I of haven't deleted. watched any of them yet, but <clears throat> that's a lot of deleted. So and then uh, I I pulled this up because I wanted I wanted to to show you how cool I, I've kept this for forever. Uh, this is my Terminator Two uh, DVDs. Mm -hmm. Even though I have this on Blu-ray and in 4K, I think mm -hmm. two different versions in Blu-ray and in 4K. Uh, but I had to keep you know because it's got this cool metal metal slipcover. It just yes looks metal. And, uh, you know, I was looking at, because this has all the extras. And then this was my go-to for setting up surround sound all the time. Because this thing had, like, this awesome uh, extra on the disc that, you know, it would do this thing where it would send audio to all the channels or all the speakers separately to allow you to properly hook up, uh, you know, your surround sound through the DVD mm -hmm. player. I thought this was, this is awesome. And then... Um, I opened it up and realized that my disc is missing. Oh, oh no. <laughs> disc I have the disc with the extras oh. on it, but the feature film is gone. Wow. So what, Maybe so what it's I still in some machine that you were setting up. Sound I probably on. set something up, you know, and then never used or whatever, and then got rid of the DVD player and didn't think to open it up and check. So if anyone out, oh. out there finds... Like maybe this without the slip cover or something for cheap. Two, three dollars. Pick it up because I need the first disc. All oh. points bulletin. My uh, Terminator 2 DVD is not the steel one. It's Arnie in a fire. It's got oh, yeah. this kind of plasticky thing. And then if you uh, slip it out, it oh, becomes the Terminator. That is cool. With just the exoskeleton. That, that is, is neat. Cool. 
And that's the reason why I will not get rid of these, like, regardless of if I, you know, update. Oh, yeah. Bill here reminds the cool packaging. Uh, Bill here mentions the DVD <clears throat> release that had the rubber Necronomicon. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of Evil Dead releases where you got like the book and. I think it was a VHS no too, but yeah, I think a lot yeah, of the people have uh, said that the rubber has uh, come apart over the years. So if you find one in good condition, breaks away. Yeah, you might want to pick it up. So there you go, and then finally, uh, I did I did buy a brand new DVD set uh, that had a price drop on Amazon. I had to grab it. Uh, Tell me, boys and girls out there, you must have heard of the stellar series from the 1960s starring Burt Reynolds called Dan August. <laughs> this is the complete collection, all 26 episodes, and the TV movie. And it not only stars Burt Reynolds, but it also has Mr. Roper in there, Ooh. a.k.a. Norman Fell. So, yeah, this is like a straight-up 60s uh buddy cop uh tv show where they just go on a rampage and solve uh crimes and that uh you can see you can watch episodes of the show on youtube if you want to see it for free to get a feel for the show but uh, it's not uh not exceptional quality so you need the you need the dvd experience if you want uh, dan august hmm. uh for real so there you go Still sealed. Is that going? Uh, is that going to be opened up and enjoyed, or is that just going onto the oh, Burt it's, Shrine? It's, I'm opening it up right now. Because okay. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch. I watched like a few episodes on, on YouTube to get a feel for the series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not every episode's on there. It is missing a few things. Um, I, I, I can honestly say I've never heard of that show before. What year? I think late seventies. Like er, late sixties, early seventies. Oh, this was like before he became you know, a, a superstar, right? Is that before Mister Roper was Mister Roper? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. He was just Norman Fell. So, see now. Here's the thing with DVDs these days. You get Stickers. you get this. No, it's just so the DVDs are oh. in envelopes. Oh, when did they do that? And it's like. Double sided, they they do anything to save money on these sets. That's now. new DVDs. This is a like, brand new DVD. Yeah. Wow, it goes in there like that. That's no good. I don't like That's that. That's depressing. <laughs> Just you know, we spend twenty minutes talking about how great DVD packaging is. How no, it's how great it used to be. How it's not it great anymore. Wow. Well, it's in fairness, like a set like this, like this, you know, twenty six episodes and a TV movie. You would probably pay, you know, full price, fifty or sixty dollars. Maybe you'd get it on sale for thirty or forty dollars. But that—that's how much it would cost, and it would it would be like this elaborate packaging. Now they just crap it out, you know, as much. And you know, I only paid twenty bucks for it. Yeah, well, uh, that's true. A lot of those um, TV show packs, they would have really nice uh, packaging for some, but then others. One that I was really tempted to buy years back was the Married with Children complete set. But then I heard horror stories of people saying, well, it, they're on a spindle. You know, mm, it's just a that's, stack of DVDs. That's how my... You have uh, to, like, lift them all off. Yep. And like, I don't want to do that. I'm just that's how my Sanford, and, and them. my Sanford and Son collection is like that. It's, yeah. just a spin, it's just a little cake in a box. 
And uh, yeah, but the, the thing that they come out with now is it's like this big cake, like a plastic thing. I'll, I'll go get it. It's a lot easier to show you. Entertain everyone for a second. Entertain everyone. Overture, curtains, lights. Oh, gosh. Well, in the mood of showing things off, I don't know if I have anything that I haven't shown before. <sighs> Sorry, folks. I ain't showing you nothing. But instead, we can look around in the back of Kevin's house. Is that a drum kit or a trash can? Is that a drum? You don't have your ears on yet. How'd Is that go? your drum kit behind you? That's Sarah's drum kit. Okay, because I couldn't tell if it was a drum or a trash can. <laughs> no, it's Sarah's drum kit. And, no uh, offense, been, it's just very small in the back. We've been threatening to sell it for, I don't know, like about five years now. and uh, It was in the garage, but I had to make room in the garage to work on Sarah's car because when she hit that uh, uh, stop sign, uh, her bumper got cracked. So uh -huh. I went in, replaced her bumper we ordered a bumper from quebec and it uh -huh. came and i pulled the old one off and put the put the new one on you're like the crusty old guy in a movie you're telling her she's got to sell her drum set and give up on her dreams she is the one who wants to sell it not me oh well why, why are you trying to stop her from doing what she wants to do <laughs> i can't win right <laughs> uh so like we were talking about see like this is this is the way dvds you know, TV sets used to be packaged. Like, you got the cardboard and all sorts of like, they put all little things in there. Oh, you had you to know. choose the Simpsons. Now rocket sauce won't be quiet. You know, all that imagery and everything. Yeah, that's and, and like a, that's what you want. A nice little home for every single desk, right? Yes, that's beautiful. But you know, these sets were like at least, I'm talking Canadian, at least forty dollars. You know, back mm -hmm. in the day. Now. It comes like this. This is a complete, like, this was one season of the show. This is the entire Mary Tyler Moore series. And mm -hmm. it comes, like, just in a big, um, hopefully none of them fall out. But, oh. like, stacked in there like that. Just, yeah. There's there's no grace inside there. It's just no. And the discs are just in. packed in there. You have to, like... You know, fish out the one that you want. Uh, basically, what Sarah and I do is we take them all out, put them in like a, you know, put them in a binder so you can watch yeah. them one at a time. And then when we're done, we put them all back in there. Yeah. Great well, I mean, series, at least... though, by the way, we watched the whole thing this uh, this past summer. But and, uh, uh, granted, I think with something like a TV series, when you watch through that, you, you're not going to watch through it that often. See, here's, here's an empty one because uh, all the discs are still in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it doesn't even fit in there. Like, uh, I hate these things. But, yeah, uh -huh. like, they were cheap, right? It was like this I this was like 40 bucks, mm -hmm. And I think this was 30 or $40, too. You know, so you get every, every season, the entire run. Rocket Sauce mentioning the first few seasons came with some great packaging. I'm assuming he's talking about The Simpsons. And I've yeah. heard that. that they, I saw somebody post a photo where it's like they're all uniform. And then there's one that's like in this big yellow zipper case. And then they go back to being the regular. 
they did that for a few of them. I, I remember there was such a backlash because there was, I think it was up to season five or six that they put them all in nice cardboard cases. And then when the seventh season or something came out, they put it in like, it was like a mock of Homer's face, right? And then they Sound did like that. that. They did that for a while. They did all the characters. But then they, I think, if I remember correctly, they did, they put out like two different versions for a while. They had like the regular, you know, case for the people who wanted the regular one and then, and then like one of a mock up face or something like that, if I remember correctly. But season six, yeah, it might have been season six or something. I can't remember. I Anyways, so, yeah, those, those packages were never that. Never yeah. that great. I never got any of them. I, I only have up to season five, I think. I'm looking for six. But yeah, honestly, though, as much as um, as much as I think that Mary Tyler Moore packaging is is uh, crammed in there way too much, I don't like having seasons of a TV show uh, on disc because they it takes up so much space and yep. because you have to open it up, unfold it all, yep. and constantly get a different disc. Yep. So if it's a smaller package, that's great. Or if it that, yeah, if it is can kind of contain yeah. That is a good point because, like, those five seasons of The Simpsons takes up, you know, way more space, you know, like, yeah, yeah, compared to this, where it's just the entire thing is on your shelf. Or, yeah, yeah, gosh, that doesn't look so bad now. The I mentioned that Lethal Weapon Blu ray before that one I have, I don't really like the package because it's like five discs in one fat Blu ray case, yeah. And it's it's a little awkward to open. There's some rubber thing in there that kind of keeps it closing. It, I feel like I'm going to break the thing. I much okay. prefer if it's just an individual film in an individual case. Okay, there we go. So Mrs. Q-Dog has up to season nine. Season six, we have the head package. The head mm. package, that sounds. That would be fun if it were kind of a reference to something in the show. Like if they, if Homer had a set of DVDs or something, and then yeah. one was a weird shape, and then they did that, <laughs> yeah, like as an in joke. But yeah. man, all right. Hey, we haven't even started. We haven't talked about movies yet, so let's get to it. Okay, because uh, we only got about twenty more minutes. Well, I did. I, I talked about Ed Wood, and it was a really. Oh, good that's movie. right. Okay, well, we both watched, uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, we were both going to watch Romeo Must Die, mm-hmm. and we both watched it, and... Um, <clears throat> two, two different levels. What do you mean? Two different levels? Well, I turned it off after 20-something oh. minutes. <laughs> and I watched I the whole thing. It anymore. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was so bad where you needed to turn it off after... It was obnoxious. Like, it, I wasn't... Jet Li's character was barely in it for for what I saw. Like he, there's they don't really establish who he is or why he's breaking out of jail or whatever. There's, you're focused on all these other people. You're focused on these villains, and you're focused on DMX is in there, and then some girl who had to be watched. I don't know who she was, but then her body very clumsy. It's very clumsy. Toy. Like it's... <clears throat> and then it, basically, as soon as the bodyguard was introduced. Who, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's like one of those comedic actors of the time. And he's supposed to watch her and says, I can't let you out of my sight. And the very next scene, they're in a music store and he's got headphones on and he's not, paying attention. not looking at all. And I'm like, ah, it's the joke. He's, he he's can't pay attention. It's like, forget yeah, he, it. I haven't, was... seen, I haven't seen anything to, to make me stay and watch this. Well, so I, I turned it off. 
I stayed for the martial arts because I was waiting for for it to happen. <laughs> I was and for it, yeah. it finally does happen, and there is uh, a couple of pretty good fight scenes uh, in it. A little too much wire foo. You know what I mean? Like they... I saw wires in the early on. There's one scene where a guy, he's like hovering in the air and then he kicks one way and then yeah. he 180 kicks the other way. Yeah. Uh, it's it not, not good. It's not good. Um, but yeah, like the, there's like, there was just one scene where he got in a fight with a bunch of uh, gangsters and <laughs> he's like fighting and doing that. And then he pulls down the pants one of the gangsters and the guy's wearing like a, what do they call it? Banana hammock. You know, where oh, okay. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got a chuckle out of that. Uh, but that was it. That was pretty much it. It's, it's, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't the best. I, 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 you know, didn't feel completely cheated by watching the whole thing, but it's never something I would ever watch again. There, there was a time in the early 2000s where, it became a thing where it was martial artists doing movies with rappers. Yeah. And it became its own little subgenre for a I, year well, or two. Maybe it was like the, the rush hour uh, thing, like maybe because of the popularity rush of the hour. There was uh, Steven Seagal did a couple DMX, yeah. with DMX. And um, there's one that is terrible, but I actually like it. Um, Half That's Past a- Dead. It's, okay. it's Steven, uh, Steven Seagal in a do-rag in a prison with, um, oh, I if I remember correctly, was in that one. Romeo Must Die, the director Romeo Must Die, yeah, did that one of the uh, DMX. It, it, that makes there's, sense to me. There's Cradle to the Grave, which has DMX and okay, Jet yes. Li. And then there's Exit Wounds, which has DMX and Steven Seagal. And Half Past Dead, Steven Seagal, and somebody else. I forget who. Okay. Well, there you go. Anyways, not a great one. If you want some good kung fu, I got some good, solid recommendations for you. Because I haven't watched. First of all, I wrapped up the Eat Man series with my boy, Donnie Yen. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if you you may recall, the last time I talked about Eat Man, he he fought Mike Tyson. Yes. Which for me is the absolute low point of the series. You can't get any lower than that. I don't like Mike Tyson at all. I think like this whole business where we're just looking past the fact that he's a big uh, rape rapist is just, I don't know. It's kind of disturbing and on some, like, I don't understand why he gets a pass, you know, meanwhile, like Al Franken took a like awkward photo with a girl 10 years ago and you know, he can't be a Senator. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Well, I'm guessing uh, it's because this eat man movie was not made in America, right? No, it's not, but they absolutely used, like they wanted some sort of star power in there and they kind right, of wedged so, in. No. Like they like, Oh, we can get Mike Tyson in this movie. And they wedged him into the story. And that, well, so. maybe Al Franken can be an eat man seven I, I personally, I think it is like, it's like kind of blind racism, you know, like where, you know, if a white guy, famous guy, like say like Justin Bieber, right? Smokes pot. Oh my God. Like we got to get this on the friggin' news. We got to tell everybody now Justin Bieber's a bad guy. Meanwhile, Snoop Dogg, 
because it's kind of expected of him, you know, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's gonna be he's the he's the black guy, he's a rapper, he can he can do whatever he you know. I, it's 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 I don't I don't mm. get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand. It, 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 it sometimes does not go both ways. There was a um I forget who posted it, it might have been uh, Josh Society Josh who posted this a while ago. But I remember seeing um it was a page out of a comic book and it was uh, a scene with uh, Nick Fury and in the comic it was the uh Samuel L Jackson Nick Fury. And uh, he's talking to some shield guy. Bye, Melissa. Oh, goodbye. It's like we got we got racial, so that was it. She's gone. Well, I was just going to say the show's <clears throat> probably going to get a whole lot cleaner from here on out. <laughs> so they got the Nick Fury, uh, uh, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, talking to somebody from Shield, and he's explaining how there's like another universe, and he says like, "Oh, we got a Nick Fury in our universe too." So he asks, "Oh, what's he like?" And he says, "He's white." And then the Sam Jackson, Nick Fury's response is uh, something like, oh, that's a shame, or I'm sorry to hear that. And I just remember thinking, you know, if that were reversed, a whole lot of people would get fired right now. It's like, you know, I, yeah. I, I get it, but at the same time, I, I you know, I, I don't mind, like, I, I don't, I don't. That stuff I don't mind. Like, sure, you know, take take a, a dig at, at us for, you know, whatever. It's fine. But, like, I don't know. It's, like... It's, it's more like <clears throat> that humor had its place in, like, the 70s and 80s when, you know, there, there was... There was still... I, I'm not saying this fight is over, but there was more of a fight for equality and stuff. But it, it kind of feels like we've reached the point where if everything is supposed to be look we're not we're not uh, making jokes anymore it's got to be some some equal rights you still got you got it got to go all directions you know yeah i don't know yeah, i'm I, not I, i'm I, not offended i'm not going to go take a stand i'm just i'm offended i'm just pointing <laughs> out where one way racism is i don't know Anyways, we solved racism, so that was good. Yes. Let me get back because I was about to plug Eat Man Four because then the series to me took a turn for the better for Eat Man Four. So there's four movies. The first two are great. The third one's okay, but Mike Tyson stuff, but mostly okay. But the fourth one brings it on back, and uh, it was a great finale uh, for the series. So if you want some good kung fu, there it does get a little wiry foo uh, at at times. But for the most part, those are great series. You got Samuel Hung in there that does a lot of the choreography for the movies. Who he's did still a lot around, of, huh? Who did a, he's actually in one of the movies. Well, these these movies are, you know, like the, I think Eat Man Four came out in tw- a couple of years ago in 2019, and so like you know everything's a little bit about about a decade old. Um, but he does a lot of the choreography in the in the movies and that, and it's all. It's good times. So definitely check out those ones. I think I asked you in the past if they were on your Netflix in Japan, but they're not. That's that's too bad. Um, but if you find if you can find the Blu-rays for cheap or whatever, definitely definitely check them out. I think you would like them. Uh, so that was good. And then um, he, the director uh, Wilson uh, Ip, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's Y I P. Um, he. Uh, directed this other movie called uh, paradox 
it came out in 2017. And that's another, I, I don't know, this one, like, if you look at the reviews on Letterboxd, it got some pretty uh, bad reviews. But I watched it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, this one, it's, um, again, we got the, some weird wire foo moments in the movies that was kind of unnecessary. But for the most part, it's like this really good thriller uh, with, uh, you know, plenty of twists in it and that. Um, it's about this guy who, uh, his, his daughter goes missing. He's living in, um, Hong Kong. His daughter goes off to Thailand and disappears. He can't find her. So then he heads over to Thailand to, to try to find her. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to say too much. She, you know, he has a friend there and that and it kind of like, there's some cliches in there, but I don't know. There's some good twists in there and that too. That, But it's basically this old guy. He's like, you know, 50 years old and he's just, you know, walking into rooms and where's my daughter? Nobody knows. Okay. Then he just starts breaking everybody's arm until he finds out <laughs> until he gets into the next. So it's kind of has a little bit of that, uh, taken vibe, you know, with, uh, Liam Neeson, Tooken, but, yeah. but a heck of a lot better, like just better. And it's not just because it's Korean or whatever. It's, it's good. It's good stuff. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, it's got the Kung Fu in it. So, you know, naturally good um and then was there another kung fu movie i think that was it i watched the uh, a jackie chan movie yeah. called the protector uh from the 80s and this movie starts off and it looks like it's going to be fantastic it's got it's jackie chan and danny uh, uh what's his name danny l l why can't i say his name danny bonaducci no danny aiello you know danny aiello from uh, do the right thing italian guy anyways it wasn't a great movie it was uh one of the attempts to bring jackie chan over to the north american audiences and for some reason like anytime jackie tried to do this uh with you know like with american influence they never just let him be jackie chan you know, he says, like, you know, I want to do all these stunts and everything like that for the American audience. But every time he comes over, they're like, no, 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 we're going to, like, you know, you know, not let you do too many stunts. You know, you can do some stunts, but not too many stunts, you know. And it's always a little disappointing. So it starts off really good. Like, it's uh, takes place in Detroit. Oh, no, sorry. He's a New York City cop. And uh, Danny Aiello's his partner. And... You know, it's like that 80s, you know, there's a bunch of punk rockers running around, dystopian, garbage everywhere. Uh, he's a gritty cop and, you know, they both have to fight crime and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden something happens with uh, drug lords and that and they have to go off to Hong Kong to do the rest of the movie, you know, because Americans need that transition. You know, they need to like start in America and then and then move over to Hong Kong. Can't just like start in Hong Kong. Uh, then, you know, it's just, it's, it's cheesy. It wasn't that great. So there's better Jackie Chan movies out there. Um, that was it for the Kung Fu. I did want to recommend, have you ever seen the Steve Martin movie from the eighties called Parenthood? Yes. I re I rewatched that the other day that I, that was one of the ones we had on tape as a, as a kid. We used to watch it over and over again. I don't know how my parents let me watch this movie because there's a ton of adult humor in it. There's it's all relationshipy. Uh... 
Yeah, and the, as a kid, there was parts of it where I, I thought it was boring, but uh, as an adult, I can enjoy I can now enjoy the kid parts and the adult parts. And let me tell you, I I loved it. I it's it's been you know 30 years since I've seen it and um, Rick Moranis is in it as well. It's directed mm-hmm. by Ron Howard. Uh, and this this is like his underrated film. This is the the one that you know doesn't get as much praise as it like I generally find Ron Howard's films are a little bit overrated. This is the Except underrated. Except for Willow. Sure. Um Except for Willow. <laughs> I like Willow a lot, but I think it gets the right amount of praise. It's awesome. Um, <clears throat> anyways, parenthood. Yeah, it's about relationships and all that stuff. You got Keanu Reeves is in it too. Ted Theodore um, Logan. But uh, basically there was, playing the same character. But it, like, I don't know how my parents let me. Like, I was probably, I, I was a little bit older. I was like twelve or thirteen by the time we saw it. Right, like it came out in nineteen eighty nine, so we probably didn't see it until somewhere in 1990 right because it would take a full year for it to come out on vhs and then my dad would you know he would get it at the the rental store in the middle of the week and then tape it record it so we could watch it on the weekend uh that's the only way we got like new movies because if you tried to get a new movie on the weekend forget it it would be gone because our rental store did this crazy thing where they would only get one copy of a movie until blockbuster came and they would get like multiple copies of movies Anyways, so I was probably like 12 or 13 when I saw this movie. But my sister was like, I don't know, 9 or 10 watching this movie. And there's one part in the movie where the whole family's sitting at this, at the, the table and the power goes out, right? So Steve Martin goes and they're at their, his sister's house. He goes and starts looking for a flashlight. He can't find the flashlight. And then he finds one and he comes in the, the dining room. He's like, I got this flashlight, but I can't tell how to turn oh, it on. Right, right, right. Then the lights come on and he's holding her vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, I guess that's why your parents let you watch it because it's over your head, you know? Totally. I don't know. Like, if I was 12 or 13, I probably knew what it was, but my sister probably didn't know what it was. She's probably like, What's that, mommy? You know? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And there's just so many just, jokes. Oh, he made a funny face. Yeah. Okay. Like there's so many jokes. Like there's one. Well, it's not really a joke, but there's part in the movie where uh, Rick Moranis' wife uh, pokes a hole in her diaphragm because she wants to get pregnant, but she doesn't want him to know that he wants to get pregnant. And he kind of mm-hmm. checks her out. And like how like that part just that stuff just must have went over my head. Like I just didn't. But yeah, it's it's the talky parts. Yeah, it just. You kind of wait for it to get to the silly faces again. But I think I turned out fine. You know, I didn't become like a some sort of sex maniac or anything like that. I don't think. Maybe I did, but I don't think so. Uh-huh. I think we put like too much on kids. You know, like, oh, no, you can only watch this. You can only watch that. I think parents have too many options now. You know, back in the day, like when I was a kid, like I had to watch whatever my parents watched, right? I didn't get to choose uh-huh. the movies. My dad would just bring the movies over. And my dad didn't know what the heck he was doing, right? He would see... Steve Martin in a movie. Okay, the kids would like this. <laughs> he didn't like actually look at what the rating was. John Candy's in a movie. Oh, the kids would like that. And then we'd be watching it together as a family. You know? Yeah, my my aunt did that. She she worked in a video shop and she would uh, rent them and then you know make copies of them and just give them to us. So just show up, say hey, here's a bunch of movies. And sometimes they were you know fine for kids other times they had a little risque stuff in it and other times it was robocop so you know yeah you what you got so 
one more movie. Well, okay, I'll I'll just quickly mention. I'll talk about one more movie, and then quickly mention one more. So, uh, on Letterbox, they give you like if you're if you've almost finished a series of movies, like for instance, like in my almost completed series of movies is the Indiana Jones movies, right? Because I watched because you right. won't watch the fourth one, <laughs> right? Exactly. I watched. I recently watched the the three, and then the fourth one is just sitting there, and it's like, hey, you almost finished the series, and I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to finish that series. But one of the ones that that's in this list was the Cannonball Run movies. There was one and two, and I'm like, what? There's no. There was no Cannonball Run three, but I'm wrong. There is a Cannonball Run three. Ooh. It's called uh, it's called Speed Zone. Starring John Candy and uh, Eugene Levy and uh, Jamie Farr makes a tiny little appearance. A um, bunch of like Donna Dixon is in it. Bunch of uh, actors, but I'm like, how can I? It's Speed Zone. I've never even heard of this movie. I'm looking at like seeing all these actors and everything like that. And it's the third movie in there. How can I watch this thing? I go and look to download it. Can't find it to download it. None of the streaming services have it. Wouldn't you know it, one of the uh, channels that I follow on YouTube, <laughs> I, YouTube must have, like Google must have saw what I was searching for or something and put it in there. But one of the channels that I follow called the uh, Car Land Wonderland that just shows car chases and all that, they had the full cut of the movie mm-hmm. up on YouTube. It's been up there since two, 2016. What the heck? So there, I sat and watched Speed Zone. As I'm watching the movie, I'm realizing I must have seen this as a kid because a lot of the things seem very familiar to me. Like, mm-hmm. for some weird reason, I've always felt and assumed that Joe Flaherty, who you may know from SCTV, uh, is a really strong and tough guy. But he's not a strong and tough guy. He's like, you know, just an average, you know, shape of a man, right? Mm-hmm. But it, in this movie, he like takes a Lamborghini and he tears it apart with his bare hands, <laughs> and I'm, and he's and he's playing like this tough guy, tough mob guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, this must be where I got that impression from that he's like this tough guy. Yeah, anyway. Sometimes it's it's back there in your subconscious. Yeah. I'll watch a movie once in a while and it's like something familiar about this. I don't remember it, but yeah, Rocket Sauce, you've clicking. seen you've seen Speed Zone, yeah. It is it is not good. It is terrible. It is quite. Mm-hmm. Awful. It actually makes you appreciate Cannonball Run and Cannonball 2 a lot. Like it makes you like think like wow, they really because like John Candy made this movie in the exact same year that he did Uncle Buck. And he's doing oh, okay. like he's not doing his an Uncle Buck before, but he's doing his John Candy thing, right? But you could just tell the people working around him did not know what the heck to do with him. Like they co- completely ruined his character what he was going for like the whole thing and then like you know in in uncle buck like you know they got it like it's 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 100 spot on right mm-hmm. like there's this one scene where he's like speeding around in this in this car and then him and donna dixon are just having like this casual conversation as like all this like they're driving around and speeding around and and it just like it doesn't work like none of it works it doesn't make any sense there's this one part where you could tell that they he did the same take twice, and they put both takes in the movie. Uh, like, so he's sitting there and um, he's driving along, and he's got a, like a coffee or a hot chocolate or something in his hand, and he hits a bump, and it go and it and it goes everywhere, right? 
mm-hmm. and then it cuts and he's in like he's being chased by this truck like like it's a scene from duel or something he's being chased by this truck and it goes and it cuts to the truck and then it goes back to him and this time he's driving along and he's smoking a cigarette and he hits a bump in the cigarette ash goes in between donna dixon's legs and starts burning a hole in the thing so you tell it like they did that take twice and they couldn't tell like should we do it with coffee or should we do it the cigarette ash which which one let's do both and we'll we'll figure out which one in editing and for some reason this idiot director editor it it sounds like an it sounds like a naked gun gag where you know like then they do it again but he'd have a fishbowl or something right but this was like this wasn't intentionally unintentional you know what i mean not that kind of movie right yeah so it just yeah but you know, sometimes you need like a really bad movie like that to make you appreciate other movies. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that I watched it for free on YouTube. You can go check it out. Car Chase Wonderland. Go check out Speed Zone, aka Cannonball Fever, aka Cannonball Run Three. Occasionally you find one of those movies that you just can't track down, but then hey, YouTube's got it. Yeah. Another one I thought I had found was uh I've been looking I've been dying to watch uh super cop 2 so there's uh there's a movie that jackie chan did called super cop and it was him and michelle yo and then they did like like a sequel with just michelle yo and it's called super cop 2 um but i can't find it anywhere and i thought i found it on youtube i was like oh my god they like they had cannibal run 3 on here maybe they got super cop 2 so i found it i'm like this is awesome they got the whole thing on youtube so I made a whole plan to watch it the next the next day. I'm like, I'm gonna set some time and I'm gonna be able to finally watch Super Cop 2 with Michelle Yeoh. And I sat down and I pressed play. And I started watching it and it's in Mandarin. <laughs> and with no English subtitles. That's well, there. <laughs> and then somebody uploaded it in French with the French dub. <laughs> like you said, no English dub. Come on. Uh, a lot of times that stuff flies easier. I don't know why, but you can find movies in other yeah. languages. Yeah. It doesn't get flagged. Uh, I don't know. All right. And one more movie I just want to mention quickly. I finally watched the 1989 version of The Blob. How is that? I've heard good things. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I want to see that. I want to see that. It. I think it's on Tubi. No, I watched it on. I actually watched it on CTV. That's what I watched it on. CanadianTelevision.ca. They had it up there completely unedited, but they do insert commercials in it, hmm. so that kind of stuff. But I, I just wanted to watch it because everybody's been telling me to watch it. And, yeah. it's. it's I remember good. seeing the original Blob on TV when I was a kid. Steve McQueen. And just like, eh, yeah, not really. Eh, it's kind of boring, you know. You just wait yeah. for, oh, look, there's Jello coming now, and then uh, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking. Yeah, this one's a very, uh, it's a loose uh, remake. You know, it's not, doesn't follow the original one that, that I much. I don't care about the like, yeah. classic story or whatever. And right. Kind of stuff. It's um, just, but I've heard it's a good horror movie. Yeah, it, it is. It's pretty good. The acting is very shaky in it. Like, it's, it. the girl in this movie, I can't believe that she went on to have a career, to be honest, because she was, her acting was not great. It actually makes you, again, you're watching her and it's like, man, I really appreciate what Sigourney Weaver did in those alien movies. Cause mm-hmm. my goodness, I don't know if that was the vibe that they were going for, 
or what, but I don't know. It was really shaky. But it's a fun 80s monster movie. Um, it's got a bunch of cliches in it, but it does it all like very well. The effects are, are practical. Like it's got that Ghostbusters 2 kind of look. It's a movie from 1988. So it's got that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of green screen and stuff like that. But it's 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 good. Very well done. All right. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I talked enough. Yeah, I don't got anything either. Oh. Oh, I think it's time <laughs> for breakfast. This is how we wrap up a show. We yawn and we stretch. Ah, the old man. And I adjust my, my back cushion. Oh, there's my other pickup. I have a back cushion on this chair. Got one in the car. Well, oh, I actually got two in the car. You got them all over the place now. I get back pain if I sit, you know, too long. Mm. So get a little right. support cushion there. Everything's aces. With that, uh, we will wrap up the old man podcast. Uh, with saying, uh, follow us on Twitter at retro underscore fandango because someone has at retro fandango and they won't let us have it. Uh, don't forget to get a boner with Retro Fandango. Eventually, that soundboard is going to come back. It's going to come boner, back. Boner, boner. Swear. And uh, check out our Discord. I see that it, I think one person, I think Derek left a comment. Really? Week. I think so. I'd have to open it up to find out what he said, but. Go get Discord. Yeah. Discord's you don't want to awesome. miss Derek's comment on our, about our last episode, previous episode. That's exclusive to our Discord channel. Other people's got crazy discords going. Constant stuff on there. Not ours. Hmm. Oh, Bill's making fun of your, your car. Uh, that cushion fits in Vox's car. Oh, Bill's got one joke. <laughs> He's got a couple. He's got a few. A few. I, saw, uh, I got to actually sit down with Bill uh, last Thursday as I drove up really? through Barry. Because our on our way to Sudbury, we drive through through Barry and have breakfast with them. Did he nice mention how him. you did not give him a fifteen thousand dollar comic? He didn't know that at the time. I didn't know oh. it was in our it was in our car. Uh, yeah, I bet you. I did give him those. Uh, you might have noticed that those shelves are gone here. Oh yeah, your VHS, VHS shelves. You did pass those on. Get them out of here. I don't, I'm uh, not collecting VHS. So what are you doing with your VHS tapes? They're just naked in the wind now? Well, here's the thing. I actually I actually sold Haji a, like a, a stack of uh, NES games because he's going for a 650 collection. Yeah, he's, and he's going fast. He updates like every day. I got another stack of games. Well, I, I got him to give me his list, and I just sold him a whack of them. So that space that cleared out, I just put the VHS tapes in there. They're on their side, you know, but I just threw them there. Let now. me ask you this about your movies. You have your Blu-rays in a Blu-ray section. You got your VHS somewhere, and then you got your uh, your DVDs, like, all separate, right? Yep. You ever think of just mixing them all together? You know, it's kind of weird because I do have the regular Blu-rays and the 4Ks together. But, yep. uh right. Yeah, no, I wouldn't put the VHS. That's like too ancient. Um, mm-hmm. 
but well, you don't have that many of them either. They're more display, items. right? Yeah, I I like how the all the Blu-rays kind of look together, right? And then the DVDs are so yeah. That's, that's really the only reason why I keep them separate. Yeah, I, I see that because I'm I'm running out of shelf space here, so I'm I'm tempted to put up some new shelves somewhere, and I'm not sure if I would then do DVD and Blu-ray, and I have only got the one vhs thing or just mix yeah. them all together and then even then i i keep running into like what do you do with the movies where the titles like it's a sequel but the title doesn't put follow them, alphabetically yeah I, I just put the sequel right after it i don't even Makes i'm not sense. even yeah like i'm not gonna put bride of chucky in the bees you know it just it goes right. after child's play three yes yes or don't mess around with that stuff do you do the the video store thing where you have like subsection like james bond movies you know all right here um well see my james bond movies are all in a set so i do have that that's together. the benefit of those giant packages right even though it's it a solves crap, the problem for you it's terrible packaging mm-hmm. it's like just like little pictures of james bond I'll, I'll i'll get it the next time um and then i do have all the marvel movies together those are all in a set together. Yeah, yeah. See that it's because throws I, off my alpha. I want to do everything alphabetical, but that stuff throws it off. Well, I I just like how it, for me it's just aesthetics, right? I just like how all the Marvel movies look together on the shelf because you got you got these Blu-rays and then you got the green one and then oh that's the Hulk and then you keep going through and then there's a red one that's the first Avengers movie and then you keep going there's a black one that's Ant Man. Oh, okay. You know, so kind of I don't know. It just kind of looks neat. I, I guess there have been different releases of these, I imagine, because yeah. I see them where they have the original. It's just a regular Blu-ray, and then they have – it'll be a slip cover, and it says, like, Phase 1, Phase 2. There's a all tons of, of different things. releases now, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just not going to buy them, so I'll solve that. Okay. That's enough. We talked enough. Come back in two weeks when I show off more Resident Evil DVDs. Are you are you gonna have more? Are you gonna actively if I them find out? them? Well, yeah. the thing is, uh, I was really after one, two, and three, and then with the nice cardboard slipcase because I had seen those and I thought they always looked good. But four, five, and six, like I really haven't seen nice cases. They're just in regular things. But I will get them for my own amusements. Has there I- been? Like any desire to watch them again? Uh, oh, I did. Burning? I did watch one, two, and three. I just watched oh, three like two days ago. And okay, they're garbage. They're they're yeah. terrible movies. Yeah. They are entertaining for little bits, and then they just get boring. Yeah, I think uh, I've only I I've watched up to five, four or five. Anything past that, I haven't seen. Even though I have well, them. <laughs> a while back, I watched them straight through all six, and I thought. They're not good, but they're kind of, you know, they're okay. They're fine. Five, I think, kind of spiked up a bit. Five had a little bit more going for it. And then six, even though I don't think they're any good, six was like way down there. It mm. it really sucked. Mm. Especially since there's a habit of these movies of building up an ending and then just forgetting about it and and just doing something different yeah yeah. the end of five they build it up like there's going to be this big action scene and they got you know the leon kennedy and they got all the like some of the game characters and they got alice and her characters and like we're gonna have this big fight 
Spoilers, you get the six and nothing happens. All the characters are gone. <clears throat> Just be happy they're still making them. There is a, a new Resident Evil. Is it a movie? Yeah, or it's, a it's like movie? it's like a reboot, and it's supposed to be closer to the game, but I've heard that Mila Jovovich is still in it, like in a small <laughs> role. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is W.S. Paul W.S. Anderson directing it again? I don't I just saw a little advertisement for it on one of the web pages I was on. I was like, oh, they're bringing that back. And I, it's kind of a reboot sequel something, you know. And then there was another, wasn't Paul W.S. Anderson doing another? Oh, it's a Netflix series, according to Rocket Sauce. So there you go. I might be able to watch it. Isn't he working? Paul W.S. Anderson, isn't he working on another video game? That's property? all he does. He did like Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil. Uh, he did Monster Hunter recently. Monster Hunter. That was the other one I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. That's the it. The guy that makes money. Uh, he's like a, uh, Michael Bay. Just uh, make what the people are willing to see and that's, get a nice that's big it. paycheck. That's what Michael Bay keeps saying. He's like, he knows the stuff is crap. It just They pay him to make it. So he makes it. Not to continue this podcast on longer than it needs to go, but I did also recently rewatch those uh, Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles movies. Oh yeah, the two, yeah, yeah. They're they're not terrible. I've actually really loosened up on the second one. The second one's a lot of fun, except for the parts that are stupid. I, I've only seen the part that the part where they're on the top of the building in the first one. That's the only part. Yeah, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, the second one is better if you don't mind it just being an extension of the cartoon show because it's that level of intelligence that goes into it. It's yeah. just silly, goofy, cartoony stuff. Yeah. Nah. Okay, there you go. You guys got the extended version of Fandango today. This is what usually happens after I hit stop. We just end up talking for 15 more minutes, and then there you got it. You got it today. I'm going to go make breakfast. All right. Hungry. Must be Megan Fox. Oh, the worst part of the movie. She's yeah, I agree. Terrible. Wait, is she, she's in the Ninja Turtle ones too? She's April O'Neil. What? Yeah, I thought I her and uh, what's his face? Uh, the director, uh, Michael Bay. I thought they didn't get along. They made up. That, that's what I remember hearing. Like, cause she left the Transformers movies. Right. I, I don't know. I guess he figured, well, I'm still going to make a big, paycheck out of this so i don't care plus he didn't direct them he was only the producer oh so he didn't have to see her every day (laughs) well still you'd think that he would have some say and well they must have made up that's good good to see i i don't care (laughs) in any way i was just surprised to to, to hear that she was in those movies because i thought that they had a big fight and she wasn't in Transformers. that's all that's all will arnett is in them in the Ninja Turtle movies? Yep. He plays uh, Vernon, uh, the camera guy, April's uh, oh camera operator. Oh, my goodness. Well, he must need a paycheck. Poor guy. Anyway, those are good sets, too. Good DVD sets. The Arrested Development series. They put them in nice packages. Oh, yeah. I, I have those. Yeah. They're, they're a bit sun-faded because I bought them at a, a thrift shop. Uh, yard sale. Flea market. Yeah. Flea market. That's the word. Now you just, get them, so. you just get them in a big plastic. It would just come in this. All the seasons will come in this. Yeah. All right. Well, be glad they come like that at all because another couple of years, you're not getting anything. 
digital only. That's true. Yes. Get those Blu-rays while you can. Okay, I swear I'm going to hit end broadcast now. I'm I doing it. I dare you. I dare right. you to do it. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.